Well, it is uh, Super Bowl week, and ordinarily that would dominate the discussion on this podcast. But uh, the uh, tragic and sudden death of uh, Kobe Bryant uh, changes all of that. Uh, welcome in, everyone. Uh, just another sports podcast. Greg Swatek here with Josh Smith and Alan Etzler. And uh, I'm all out of sorts because you're sitting in a different seat. Yeah, I know. And, and you have a paper cut, too. So that, <laughs> that, yes. We, we were just, dis- I, I, we were yeah, just we were. discussing that injury and how re- exceedingly rare it is these <laughs> days because uh, people yeah. don't read papers. Well, uh, yeah, I was, like, really concerned for a second. Right before I came back here, I thought I sliced my finger open with this very sharp piece of paper that I brought in and I was wondering where I was going to get my get a band-aid from because I don't know if there are any in the newsroom but is there such a thing as a cell phone cut can you get a cell phone cut? <laughs> yeah I you don't cannot. know you cannot well I guess you can technically if your glass on your cell phone is Absolutely. shattered and you run your finger over it repeatedly so I, I guess it is conceivable it is possible yeah, you can get your cell phone can injure you for sure. Like, have you guys seen those videos? Of people like uh, with their cell phone like blowing up when at the gas station or something like catches fire or something. The idiots that are using their cell phones while they're pumping gas. Have you ever seen those videos? No. Yeah. You, so you could yeah, they, these things can burn you, man. You could get. So moral of the story is read papers because the worst injury you can get exactly is the paper cut. Yeah, I mean your the newspaper is not going to blow up in your pocket. Fair point. This is going to be a very o- odd and awkward segue <laughs> back to the to, to the death of um, Kobe Bryant, but but man, what a, what a tough weekend it was. Um, I was away from my phone. I picked up my phone, and and all, there's all these tweets, and 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 you guys had started texting, and uh, other friends that I have started texting, and man, the the news just hit you like like a ton of bricks when you read it, and you almost had to read the uh, Washington Post update, like three or four times to believe it was actually true. Kobe Bryant dead at age 41 in a, in a horrific helicopter crash. And just, just curious how the news uh, struck you. I guess, uh, Alan, you're, you're younger than Josh and I, and, and, uh, you probably appreciate Kobe even more than we do. Uh, so h- how did the news strike you? It was sort of, uh, sort of numbing, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I was taking a nap actually, and my mom doesn't call a whole lot, and she damn sure doesn't call and call and call and call. And I had seven missed calls in a row, and I almost picked up the phone and said, "Somebody better be dead," and I'm glad I didn't wow. because somebody was. And um, the reason my mom found it found it to be big news and is I grew up. Kobe Bryant was my childhood. Basketball was my favorite sport uh, for a brief time uh and it was strictly because of kobe bryant i was a lakers fan i had three or four kobe bryant jerseys i had lakers warm-ups i was kobe bryant like i was the wannabe kobe bryant kid um that was all i talked about i remember my mom used to tell me like for four years of my life she would sit down and watch lakers games with me just so she had something to talk to me about because he was all i he was all i really talked about uh so it was it was numbing just because um he didn't seem like the type of person that would that would go early. Um even though now that like everything is kind of set in and I've read those stories and things like that, it actually he actually kind of you could have expected it because he did kind of live life a little bit dangerously. He did some really exciting things that all of his friends have talked about. But uh yeah, it was it was numbing and shocking and it only got more and more sad as the day kinda of went on. And I think like the the second or third day was even sadder than the first day. 
Like this has been a one of those weird it's stories. It sank in. I think. Yeah, this has been one of those weird stories where it's gotten even more and more sad as more time has passed by, and you see the kind of effect that he had on people. And we talked about it. It's to me, it's the the most tragic death in sports history. At least the, the yeah. one I can think of. I mean, in, in world history too. It, yeah, I mean, I mean a, one a, of the a global icon like that. Um, I mean, they don't come along very often, first of all, and, and they don't uh, tragically die right. suddenly very often either. Yeah, I so. mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're putting it in the class of like the JFK assassination or the MLK assassination. I, I don't know if you are not not MLK. Princess Diana, Princess Diana not, not, for sure. I don't know about a president of the United States or right. uh, a civil a civil rights leader. Like I don't know if it's that big, but but certainly as far as celebrity deaths go, uh, it, it's Absolutely. right up there w- yeah. w- 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 with any of them. So. Yeah, that was uh, Princess Diana was the name that came to mind to me first, and that's what it. That was like the effect that it had. It was the same. It was was the same effect that I experienced when she died. Not it's not like I had you know some incredible fondness for her, but it was just like it was just this you know this this feeling of of you know it was shock. shock. It's it's unbelievable that somebody like that, but that vibrant and that that famous. I, I don't gone. I don't know what year she died, but I was I was either not born or very young, and so I've never been cognizant of a death where you literally felt the world sh- kind of shift yeah. on its axis, and that's what it felt like. It felt like a total and complete shift yeah. of where the world yeah, is because going. it was such an and un- it's not it's not like the world isn't going to be drastically different. I don't think, but it feels like it is right now. And, and the common thread is both these deaths were so easily preventable too i mean princess diana was being harassed and chased by <clears throat> the news media the pop the pop well call it the paparazzi what you want but she was being hounded by photographers which led to her car accident that killed her kobe bryant was i, I think he took helicopters often it, w- it wasn't rare for him to take yeah, he helicopter owned one. rides right yeah and it was like outfitted for him i right. mean the, the outside of the helicopter i read was like had scales like like a black mamba snake, which was his and it uh, had his logo nickname, right? So this was his helicopter. Uh, the the pilot that flew it was qualified, even in, even in poor conditions. Like apparently there were in in Los Angeles on Sunday. It was it would have been late morning uh, out in L.A. when this happened. Uh, so this is something he did often, but but the conditions were treacherous. Uh, I think the LAPD had grounded their flight of choppers. Uh, just because of the treacherous conditions. So there was a little risk involved by going to this youth basketball game. And uh, and they do it by helicopter because the traffic's so horrible in L.A. that you <laughs> it, it's much faster and easier to do it this way if you can afford it. Um, uh, but anyway, it was a bit of a risk. And, and the chopper apparently descended, lost control, and descended for a minute. So just imagine... A minute not knowing what's going to happen next. Well, that's, or imagine yeah. a minute knowing exactly what's that, about that's to That's the worst part. To me, that is the absolute worst part of this whole story is that, um, you you know, you just – you never want – whenever you hear about these things and uh, these shocking deaths and these tragic deaths, you don't want it to be that it's something – somebody suffered and or was frightened out of their minds for a long period of time for a whole mi- – imagine how long that minute was. Like you just said, you basically know you're probably going to die. For a whole minute, and how long that probably felt for them. Yeah, you're probably praying you're not something. And you're holding your thirteen-year-old. You're holding your child. Yeah, and 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 you have zero control. Like that is, you know, and it takes you back to nine eleven and what those people went through 
on those planes. You know what I mean? They knew what was going to happen to them at some point. They, they probably all figured it out, obviously. It's just, that's to me the most, it's just, it's, that's why I said I, my stomach was upset almost at the news of it because just how, just how the, the, the scene of the wreck was, it was, uh, it was hard to stomach, you right. know? And if it was just Kobe and his pilot, that would have been bad enough. But his 13 year old, his 13 year old daughter, uh, Gianna was aboard. Two other little girls. As, as well yeah. as uh, some of her teammates, some of her basketball uh, teammates and, and their parents were aboard this chopper. Nine uh, uh, passed away, unfortunately, uh, altogether. So, um, again, if it was just Kobe and his pilot, it would have been horrible. But but the number of people on board made it even worse. I, I'm curious, Anna, how much of Michael Jordan's career did you get to see or do you remember? Um. So if you're asking – so – I thought Kobe Bryant was better than Michael Jordan. Okay. To me, Kobe Bryant's the best player I've ever seen. So if we're talking about legacy, Kobe Bryant's the best player I've ever seen. No, I no, witnessed no, the I, I, back. I understand. Yeah, I witnessed the back half. Uh, I want to say like pro- I probably started upon. I started probably started understanding Jordan's greatness on his back end of his his second okay. time with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So you were old enough to you were old enough to remember part of Michael Jordan's career. Yeah, but not, al- not also the, I'm not talking about the Wizards. Yeah, but years, well, that's yeah. what I'm about to say is I'm also old enough to be very cognizant of what he was with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And right. so that and, skews my interpretation yeah, my perception and, of him. And he was a good player with the Wizards. He was fine uh, given his age, but he wasn't Michael Jordan, right. the all-time legend. Right. And, and and I asked that because uh, I I was never a huge fan of uh of Kobe the player I mean I respected his ability and thought he was great and and uh, and did a lot of great things for basketball around the world of course but Michael Jordan is my favorite athlete ever always probably always will be um and so I always sort of looked at Kobe sort of like he's the Michael Jordan the, the ripoff uh, the, the copycat right so he's, he's trying to do everything that Michael did and he's just another version of Michael he's so I always while respecting him, I always sort of looked at him in a different light that way. Um, so, so I was just curious if you, I mean, you and the today's NBA player grew up idolizing Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I mean, the, the NBA player of today didn't see much of Michael Jordan. They're these right. these teenage uh, the Trey Youngs, these, the young, Lucas, young Zion, young twenty somethings. They never saw Michael Jordan, or right. they, they, they saw him, but only the clips. That they, they, they remember nothing from his career. So. Kobe Bryant was the guy for, for for this generation of NBA players, and and for 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 younger guys like you too, and, and that's why I asked the question like, how much of Jordan did you see and yeah. and, and remember basically? Yeah, so. for my for my gen, I mean, and there's a lot of people my my age who didn't like Kobe because we were also the LeBron generation, um, but for my generation, Kobe was kind of like the first superstar. He was that bridge between Michael and LeBron. And to me, he was also the first superstar who grew up, who who came kind of along with Iverson in the digital media generation. Mm-hmm. And so every, like, there is so, and this is one of the good things about social media and, and the digital age now, is there's so much footage about Kobe and so many interviews about Kobe that are all kind of coming back now that we're able to see and witness that that doesn't exist with Michael in the same way um, yep. because it was just ahead of his time a little bit. Right. Yeah. So he was the first kind of instantaneous kind of 
quote-unquote viral digital star, I right. think, or at least ahead of that curve, maybe. Right, yeah. And Michael was, for me, what what, what Kobe is for you. I mean, yeah. I, I watched all the Bulls games that were on TV and stuff like that, and, and he resonated with me like Kobe resonated with you and, and this generation of of, of young people and, and, and NBA players and, and, and fans, too. So Yeah, I was the same way as you, Greg, with Jordan. I mean, I had a Jordan shirt for every day of the week. You know, like, right. and I watched all of his, every game that was televised, I watched. Yeah. I was the same and, way. And you and I are roughly the same age. Yeah. So. Um, and then where I differ, I think, a little bit is that. But you didn't have cable, though, like like, right. like, like I did. So you weren't able to see as many Correct. games. Right. Like, I didn't have WGN. I couldn't watch them every night if I wanted to. But uh, where I differ a little bit is I, I think, you know, you and I, you, you and I went back to your house a couple of times and watched Lakers to get NBA Finals games. Right. Because we, when we, we had, had a really had early, early deadline. We had a right. super early deadline for about a year. And it was right around NBA Finals time. And what happened with me was there was no player in the NBA that that I that resonated with me uh, for a long period of time until I got a, a better idea of how great Kobe was and just the fact that he did remind me of so much of Michael Jordan. Right. Now, I didn't root for him. It's funny. I didn't root for him so much when he played with Shaq just because I almost thought that was unfair. Like, mm-hmm. those two, that team, ridiculous, right? Um, but – it was later, and it was like maybe those finals that he was playing that we went and watched at your house against like the Celtics or whoever, where it was like he was in command. That was his team. That was, that was the Kobe him willing that team. What the, were you the, the Kobe Pau Gasol. Yeah, right. exactly. And I was rooting hard for him by that point just because I appreciated him at, at that point. Like I had a better understanding of him. The other thing it was like that was great for me was like, you know, the hours that we work, you get off work, you go home, you turn on the television – and those Lakers games were on TNT like all the time when Kobe played because he was just such a draw and he was so good. And so I got to watch, you yeah, know, we go the, home at late at night and the, I turn on Tide yeah. watch, the, Co- watch Kobe the play. The 10.30 starts. Yeah. So um, were, were you a Shaq, Kobe, and a Powell Kobe guy? Uh, were you just Kobe f- throughout the duration of his career, Alan? So, I w- and I don't want to gloss over this too much but i pretty much stopped watching a lot of kobe for a good period of time after the rape case okay um yeah i mean that that factors into this it, uh, it does uh, and that factors into his legacy and all of that uh yeah you can't just and it, it was always scrub hard that, scrub was, that from the record and it was very hard as a fan to overlook i will say like back around 2010 2011 around the palgasol age i started watching him again quite a bit um so I, I liked him, uh, especially during the Shaq and Kobe age. Did, then did the ever, rape case came, did and he then ever, I kind of did, did he ever get back? To, he never got back to the same height in your mind. No, it, it, and, it, and I, to right. be honest, there's a reason basketball is no longer like even in my top three or four sports to watch, and it's because of that. Right. I mean, uh, he he was the reason I watched basketball, and when that happened, I I kind of stopped and never really got it back. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a complicated thing. There was a Washington Post uh, reporter who was uh, suspended uh, for for raising that point that, yes, this this guy was charged with rape at one point. And and this is a part of his story, part of his legacy, a part of his life uh, always will be. And and, uh, she was uh, suspended, I believe, for bringing this up right after the death. And and I I understand. And they reinstated her. They did. After a day or so. Um, And I I will say, I think... um, I think that's fair. You know, I think that's fair. Like, I, I think there's a lot of judgment being cast on how people are choosing to remember Kobe Bryant. And I I don't think we are in any position to tell people how they exactly. should think about other people. Exactly. And not only that, like, 
I come from a, I come from a place a lot of times with sports where like and it's a phrase I've used numerous times on this po- podcast. They're action figures to me, yeah. and so a lot of times there are lots of fans out there that don't care what these people do off of the court, off of the field. And you have to respect that. That's what a lot of people are just – they were strictly Kobe fans because of what Kobe did on the court and what he did for the Lakers and the way he played. Yeah. And you have to respect that. Like, And you also have to respect the people who care you, about absolutely. what you do off the court. And, and another thing is, like you and you often say this, Josh, is we don't know these guys. Right. We, we no don't know one who does. they are as person. We put them on pedestals without knowing who they are as people, what they're doing in their personal lives, what they're doing behind the scenes. So – so you got to be careful about how you idolize these guys right. because they could be <laughs> doing a bunch of stuff I, that yeah. isn't so idol worthy. I always question why anyone builds a statue of a player. You know what I mean? Like, like Ray Lewis has a statue. Like, really? Ray Lewis has a statue? He was charged with murder. Really? Right. Kobe has a statue, right? He, well, he'll, he'll probably he'll, get he'll one. He'll get one. Yeah. So, so I mean, but I don't know. I've always had issues with that. Yeah. And for a little context, I'm not sure the rape thing is in the first or – Second paragraph of Kobe's obit, but it, it, it's it's high. It, 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 it's up there. And I don't know. They just wrote his obit, so mm-hmm. I don't know where was it. Right. <clears throat> no, I mean, and, and I understand why people got upset at this Washington Post reporter for mentioning this. I mean, it's it's it is part of his story, but but Kobe on on the scale of good and bad, he was much more on the side of good. What didn't you say, Alan? I think he did a lot of good things. The the that particular bad thing is a very bad oh, thing. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no one's questioning so it, that. Like I, I can understand. I can understand why somebody would think that tarnishes his legacy, and in a lot of ways, for a period of time, it did for me. Um, and that's why I don't idolize athletes. I just appreciate watching their work now. Um, and so that's that's kind of it, how it, I justify yeah. it. Is I I appreciated Kobe's greatness. On the court, I appreciated uh, Kobe's work to um, uh, push women's sports into the forefront. I appreciated Kobe's work to uh, build a global brand in in China and and build the NBA overseas. And I appreciated what looked to be Kobe's most exciting work, which was post-basketball, which was the Oscars and storytelling and being a dad. He was writing children's books. All of those things are very, very good. Sure, a lot of growth. Right. I mean, from the t- from the time that that rape case took place to what he ended up doing, I mean, there's a, he made a lot of personal strides. Right. Now, who knows? Like the Greg said, that we really don't know him, right? But it just seemed like he had grown as a person. It did, and and so I can understand why somebody would feel that the rape case tarnishes him. Um, but for me, there was a lot of good that yeah. I, that came I, I think from Kobe it. was far more a force of good than than than, than bad. So. Um, but everybody's complicated. I mean, all people are complicated. Yeah, right, so. and we're, we're all flawed right. uh, in, in individuals, every one of us. Um, and, w- and while we're at this point of the discussion, do you guys buy the Barkley athletes aren't role models mantra saying phrase? I think people view them as role models. So to say that they're not is inherently false because they view you as such. Whether or not people should, I think that's a different discussion. I personally don't right. particularly take so, after so, them as role models. I think there are athletes – who do role model type things, but yeah. until you know that person, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to look up to somebody who I've never met before. Like I, like for me, Josh is kind of a role model. He was the first person who gave me a chance at, in journalism and I aspire to be as good as he is as a writer and things like that. I know Josh personally though. I don't, I don't know people like Kobe Bryant. I don't know, you know, the 
Trey Youngs or the LeBrons. So I don't view I don't view them as role models in that sense. Let me take a second to just say that's probably like the greatest compliment I've ever received. So that was Cheers. pretty that was pretty cool. Cheers, sir. Yeah. So you would so you would basically subscribe to what Charles is saying uh, that they're not role models. Yeah, they shouldn't though, be, e- e- even though the people treat them as and look at them as role yeah, models. So. Maybe. And I, I didn't want to get into this long winded discussion about whether athletes are role models and stuff. But what, what, what's what's the Kobe moment for you, Alan? Basketball wise. Ooh, uh, it's two. It's two. Um, I sat in my bedroom when I was maybe eleven. And they had a long rivalry with the Portland Trail Blazers at that time. It was the, I think it was I know the where Kobe, you're going, and this is up there. Kobe yeah. Shaq, and it was the alley-oop to yep. Shaq over Arvita oh, yeah. Sabonis. And I just remember that play. I audibly screamed at that play, and I don't do that. I've never done that as a sports fan. That was one play. you, you got to remember, too, it wasn't just the alley-oop. The Lakers were down. This they is were game, down, This is Game yes. 7 of the Western yes. Conference Finals, and they were down like 15 points. And in this the, was in, the comeback. In, in, in the fourth quarter. This, yes. was, this, this play was like – it was a put, master play. Put, yes. put, put the comeback like over the top. Like once that play happened, you knew the Lakers were going to win the series. That and was the one where where Kobe threw the pass and Shaq, it was a one handed out. Shaq yes. grabbed it. With and one you see hand Shaq and running yeah. down screaming, and yeah. you don't see Shaq show that type of emotion. Um, and that was a game that at the end of that uh, the end of that game was Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal taking over, and it was the first kind of evidence we saw of Kobe being the type of player who could will his team on, and you continue to see that for a long time. That's how he built his career. Uh, 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 was, was winning basically off of will. That was the Scottie Pippen uh, Portland uh, yeah. Trailblazers Jeez. too. So, and um, the second one is his last game, and uh, it was just the last three or four minutes of that game and the game winner that he hit. Um, him standing uh, kind of at mid-court with four seconds left and turning to his wife and daughters and giving them like a little wink, which is just sort of even more sad now. Um, that that entire like game and those last couple minutes and, and watching him kind of take over and be Kobe one more time, uh, those are the two that stand out for me. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you bring up an assist of his, not not, not a ma- of all his game-winning yeah. shots. And, <laughs> That's and there, true. And, and there was a great... Uh, tweet that Josh passed along about all of his game oh, yeah. were, were, were cobbled together mm-hmm. uh, into in one video, and the video is almost two minutes long. So that's how many game winners you hit. But it's interesting you say, and it says. But I, I, I agree with you on, on both moments. I mean that 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 I, that's an icon. That dunk and that comeback and the significance of go, going to the finals and winning the championship that year. And and I agree with you on the last game too. I, I DVR'd that game and it yeah. was it was on my DVR for I didn't I didn't delete that for a long time. And did I, you guys watch the reshowing? I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 I don't I, like to relive those moments. I did not. But that's probably the most I've ever rooted for Kobe Bryant over yeah. the court. And like that, and that's probably the most fun I've ever had watching him. Um, part of me, part of me, not appreciating Kobe as much as I should have is because I didn't want him to catch Jordan. Right? Yeah. I didn't want him to be seen as greater than Michael Jordan or, or whatever. So I mean, that's part of the reason why I rooted against him, but. But during that sixty-point game, where the, he was like limping uh, in, in between plays, but you but can that, just tell how much his body had broken down, right? But but then once, once he got the ball, he looked like the Kobe of old, and like yeah. every shot, it was just the, such the perfect way for him to go out, the, the gunslinger of basketball, going out in in, in true. Uh, uh, true uh, fashion there. So how about you, Josh? Yeah, uh, it's funny. We were talking earlier about how he was sort of the first big superstar of uh, like this digital social media age. And the one thing that kind of that, that sticks out in my mind, and I was reminded of it, um, 
was it yesterday or the day before I listened, I was listening to Dan Patrick and he had, of all people, he had Michael Irvin on and Michael Irvin, he brought, he brought humor to their show. Their show had been all about Kobe and, and, and this, this tragedy. And then he brings Michael Irvin on and Michael Irvin just was having everybody rolling with all these goofy stories he was saying. But then DP at the end of the interview said, Hey, let's talk, you know, quickly about Kobe and your thoughts on Kobe. And he brought up the Matt Barnes clip, which to me is the like no flinch. the no flinch, Matt Barnes like uh, took the ball and acted like he was going to throw it in his face, and he was standing like less than two feet from him. And Kobe did not flinch. <laughs> I, I wish the curtain had never been uh, rem- uh, had ever been lifted on that. Apparently, I don't. I don't know the story. Uh, he probably wasn't paying attention. No, he, he was he looking somewhere he, else. He wasn't. It, it wasn't. It, there's other other videos surfaced on, oh, on social the angle media where he's not. He's not straight. Barnes is not straight on with him. <laughs> Kobe's like a foot or two to the left or right of Barnes, so he's not like shoving it directly in his face. But but the angle, the under the basket yeah. angle, makes it look like Kobe is standing right in front of him. And I thought it was the Damn. most. I thought it was the most badass clip ever. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, that's where I was going with it. I was just right. like, that's my favorite like Kobe clip. I've I've got one more that came that came. Uh, I had never seen this ever. Uh, and it came out, it was probably because I wasn't watching basketball much at the time, but it was Chris Rock sitting on the bench, like three seats down from, maybe two seats down from Kobe. And he's sitting there turning, looking directly at Kobe, trying to make jokes. And he's laughing and talking and talking and talking. And Mark Jackson is like, this is the funniest man in the world, sitting there talking, and he's cracking jokes. And then it cuts to Kobe, and he's like, and there's Kobe Bryant. And he's staring straight ahead, not paying any attention. And he's like, I cannot hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's so many, there's just so much out there about him. Yeah. I mean, there's there, there all these old interviews with him telling great stories are surfacing. Um, he was and they're in front, all he was, tell, like they're all like chilling now. Yeah, because they seem relevant. Yeah. Um, but no, I I. I, I I thought of that. I was like, man, that that is like one of my favorite clips of, of, yeah, of his. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe's like chomping on his gum, like staring at him straight yeah. at him, and he and he doesn't flinch. Like, he, <laughs> like it, it, it's an amazing clip. But then it, it was ruined when when they showed the overhead video from the stands, where where he's standing slightly askew from Barnes. I think um, something else I remember was didn't Spike Lee do like a documentary on Kobe called like Doing Work or something like that. Um, I think it's. I think there is a documentary that was done. I don't know if it was Spike Lee or not, but it was just called "Doing Work." And I saw some clips of it, and it was a behind-the-scenes look at just Kobe while he was still playing, and like in the in the locker room, like even at like halftime, and the way that he commanded that room as as that team's leader, uh, some of the things that he was saying and doing, the way he treated his teammates and things, um, just really spoke volumes about what kind of a what kind of a leader he was. I thought it was, and that's something you can look up. You know, I'm sure you can find it online. Um, and it, it, it was well, very well received back when it was released a few years ago. Um, I never saw the whole thing, but it's, it's, it's definitely worth mentioning. The other amazing thing about him is he scored 81 points in a game. So, I mean, imagine scoring 20 points in a quarter in an NBA game, which is a lot. A 20-point quarter is some feat. And imagine doing that four times in, in a row in, in, in a game. Like, yeah. 81 points and 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 i eventually caught that game the second half of that game when he went crazy against the toronto raptors and it's just remarkable to think that like like james harden scores 60 and it's like a monster game like i think lebron's career high is like 60 points in the low 60s and 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 kobe's 20 points beyond them so and if i remember right that was in the midst of 
maybe eight straight 40-point games or something. Mm, yeah. And he had a couple 60s mixed and, in there. Yeah, and weren't they like they, – they needed every one of those games because I think at that at that time they were like in the playoff hunt and, and not, on the fringe, they right? They were not – that was not the Kobe and Powell Lakers, and that was not the Kobe and – It was Kobe. Shea. It was those, those Kobe Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Kobe and Smush Parker Lakers. Smush Parker, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, J- January twenty second, 2006, so we just passed the anniversary of it. Um, Kobe scores 81. Uh, he averaged 35 – Point four points a game that year, so mm-hmm. aver- averaging thirty five uh, f- uh, for the season is, is is ridiculous as well. So, um, so just that feat of, 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 I mean, I don't think anyone's going to touch Chamberlain, but um, he got close. Yeah. No, so the the documentary was um, two thousand nine. Uh, Spike Lee. It's called Kobe Doing Work. Check it out. Oh. I, I want I want to go back and watch it now. Right, and, and I just remember the story from this workout. Kobe was coming into the NBA or whatever. And I, I think I, I'm not sure I have the particulars of the story exactly correct, but there was a good college basketball player. His name was Dante Jones, who played for Arkansas, uh, played for Mississippi State. Mississippi State. And in Mississippi State, he was part of a team that played yeah. Syracuse in the championship game. So his name was Dante Jones. I think Kobe was this scout was trying to prove a point, like Kobe's not all that. And and the guy that was uh, talking up Kobe said. Kobe would destroy Dante Jones uh, if, if they played one on one. So that so these two guys they set it up. This this college junior, I think, who was an NBA, I think he played. Yeah, he in the played NBA. in the NBA. Yeah. He, was, he was good enough to play in the NBA. I think he was a first round pick. And Kobe, who's basically fresh out of high school or whatever, and 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 the Dante Jones guy's like, no way, like he's gonna school. To, and 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 the guys like he the the Kobe guys like just the agent or whatever, just smiling and say, okay, here we go. And Kobe ends up destroying Dante Jones, just playing one on one, and and he he was out for blood like like he yeah. always was in in, in this one on one game. So awesome. it just you saw his how competitive he was even back when he was a high school kid. So I wish the NBA televised like a one-on-one tournament and i wish they had started it in like 2002 or something (laughs) because i think kobe bryant might have taken one-on-one basketball more seriously than (laughs) five-on-five basketball like i I, the the stories i i've heard about him like with players in like one-on-one games and like he would keep he knew remembered scores as of like last year from one-on-one games he'd played with tracy mcgrady in like the 90s and like he one uh Kyrie Irving offered to put $50,000 down uh, on a one-on-one game between the two of them when they were playing for Team USA and like hearing Kobe talk about how badly he would destroy Kyrie Irving it was just like I I think he probably took it more seriously awesome. to play one-on-one than and, and, and those two became close Kyrie and Kobe yeah. because uh Kyrie FaceTimed with Kobe after hitting the game-winning shot for the Cavaliers after the 2016 finals that knocked off the 70-win Warriors uh, he's Kyrie. Kobe's one of the first person, one of the first people that Kyrie uh, uh, reached out to. It's really interesting to watch how uh, these NBA players have like. Uh, I feel like NBA players idolize their hero, like NBA heroes, more than any other sports. I feel like there's a greater deference to the best players of the NBA among the best players, like the the Trey Youngs and all those guys who are. But like they are the stars of the league now, and they make it very clear who they idolize. And I don't think you see that in other sports. You don't, certainly don't see it in the NFL. Right. Um, you maybe see it a little bit in baseball, but not quite. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. It's been really interesting to watch, and maybe it's just because Kobe 
Well, right. Kobe died, but I mean, like you were saying, like Kyrie FaceTimed Kobe, who was like one of his one of his kind first, of first first role first models. people after right. the game winning shot in the NBA Finals. The, one of the first people he FaceTimes is right. Kobe so Bryant. I think it probably existed even before Kobe had died. Yeah. But yeah. I just I just think it's interesting to watch them kind of defer to the heroes yeah. of the league. Yeah, I mean, just NBA stars are the biggest stars in in, in sports. You can see them. Uh, they 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 play. 81 games a year you're, you're you're close to them you see their athletic feats one player could totally dominate a game or a season so all those factors make nba players the biggest and most famous sports figures so i i don't mean to uh cut short the discussion on kobe but uh we are on a bit of a time crunch because uh, the studio is is needed uh, in a few minutes here um i do have a bad look of the week and what are the washington wizards doing on defense uh this season this this week they've given up playing they've given up 150 points twice in this week yeah Uh, milwaukee scored uh 151 points without without Giannis adetokounmpo uh, playing on 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 tuesday night god bless you thank you (laughs) gesundheit um yeah Giannis didn't play and, and the bucks scored 151 points on the wizards um the Hawks, one of the worst teams in the league, scored 152 uh, on the Wizards. Are the Hawks uh, one of the worst teams uh, in yes, the league? Yes, they are. Record-wise? Yes, they are. I wouldn't have thought that. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, they have good players. Trey Young, young is on the team. Yeah. Uh, they are. The Hawks are young, literally, right. uh, with, with Trey Young being their really only true, truly great player. But the Hawks put 152 on the Wizards. The Wizards scored 158 points early in the season and lost. <laughs> imagine scoring 158 <laughs> points in an NBA game, not an all-star game, a regular season NBA game and losing. They lost 159-158 to the Rockets on October 30th. That's right, yeah. Um, they gave up 140 in a loss to Boston on November 13th, 150 to the Clippers on, on December 1st. Uh, the Pistons, not not a juggernaut offensive team, 132. The Heat beat them 134-129. Uh, well, Craig, all you have to do is look at their roster. Yeah. I mean, who the hell are these guys? We've we've been over this I know, too, but 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 they are like historically bad yeah. uh, defense. They've, they're but, like the Orioles bullpen of right. the Orioles pitching staff of the NBA. Right. They're, <laughs> they're 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 giving up 121 points a game, and it's by far the worst yeah. uh, in in the league this season. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean that that Rockets game. You score 158 points in an NBA game and you lose. Hey man, well at least they're you know giving you something to watch. Like how many points is the team going to score against the Wizards tonight? Who's, right. Who's yeah. the first to break 200? Exactly. Right. How, how many how many people are taking the under for for any Wizards games? Right. Uh, right. Uh, 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 from from this point God, on. What so. is the under? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, three hundred, and it's not just the Wizards. Some of these NBA scores are getting, yeah, to, to be ridiculous. Uh, they're becoming All Star games almost. So, so defense is at a low ebb uh, in, in right. the NBA, and I think that's uh, the Wizards are the personification of that so far. And personification I, I, of a bad look. Right, yes, <laughs> that, and that is my bad look for the week. Two hundred and fifty point plus uh, games yeah. the Wizards have allowed this week alone. Including one where a team didn't even have its star player and and, and still scored that many. Uh, I do have a good look, uh, and that is just really a, com- a, a combination of a lot of the stuff that we've been seeing uh, about Kobe. There's been some really some really great clips put together. There was one that was put together by someone. Over the, it's 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 old. I don't say it's old, but it's been around for a while. Someone edited together some footage of Kobe of of Jordan starting a starting a move. And the move is finished by Kobe. Like I have no idea how long it took this person to find, to comb through footage and to find these things to match them up. 
Um, I don't know what it, if it has a name or whatever it's called, but that I've seen a couple of times uh, on the social media um, over the last few days. Just the video I, I sent you about all of his game-winning shots. Like you said, it's two minutes. You know, that's great. The, um, the, the movement that I guess there's a petition out there. Some fans want to see the NBA change their logo to something I, I think that's a pretty good idea. I think Kobe. that's a pretty good idea. He, yeah. Kobe was a far, more, a far better and more impactful player than Jerry West was. Right. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean Jerry West. So as a, a he, he he continues to be a, a big influence yeah, on right. the league, but um, of course, and I'm not minimizing Jerry West, but but he but his impact isn't isn't. Yeah, Kobe's do impact. you guys think it's it could seriously happen? Like the, the league would change its logo? It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I wonder it, about it, that. It, it, it's a risk. It's, so. it, it, yeah, but I mean, I like what I've seen of of some of the yeah some a, of the uh, a, dummies that it's, people it's, have put together right, of the, it. The nice Kobe fadeaway is is the NBA yeah. logo. So that's cool. I don't know, think of all the merchandise you're going to sell mm, after exactly. you change it. Exactly, just with logos, right? Yeah. Um, especially with this with this uh, the, the fans. That's a very young demographic of that. Le- you know, the fans are young people. So um, yeah, I agree with you there. But anyway, there's just been tons of stuff. I'm sure Alan, you've read uh, hundreds of stories, to, you know, this week. Yeah, the, the it, it's actually kind of been underwhelming in terms of the stories, like the quality yeah. of the stories. I think it's, it, it's just because it's hard to do that yeah. that kind of career justice. But I, I think uh, the one thing everybody must, if there's a must read about Kobe, it would be the Bill Plaschke column. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I put that in the paper. Had the other that day. in the paper uh, today. There was another one written by Kent Babb, uh, who. Uh, he was a Washington Post features writer. He wrote an excellent first person column about he and how he and Kobe bonded over there. I sent it to yeah. you guys. Bonded over their daughter. Right. It's, a, it's a fantastic read. I would recommend Josh put it in the paper if, if, if the Washington Post right. has it online because it's just such a fantastic read about how Kobe, a, a guard, a very guarded personality, sort of opened up to this guy over their common bond for their for their uh, yeah. children, yeah, their daughters. And, and with that, there's a really great ESPN piece uh, by L. Duncan who talked about um, how. The one time she met Kobe, she was eight months pregnant. He talked about – he m- mentioned to her, like, when do you do? And that's kind of what they bonded over. And Kobe talked about how much he loved being a quote-unquote girl dad. Um, and that kind of that's sparked this yeah. m- this movement on social media, uh, uh, people yeah. who are proud to be girl dads, which I think is, is an empowering thing. If you haven't read the Kent Bad piece, uh, definitely check it out. I, w- I would encourage you guys out there to do it too um, if you haven't. And uh, just so we're not ignoring this entirely, there have been other – Big sports death. Dale Earnhardt in NASCAR. Roberto yep. Clemente died in a plane crash. Those were the first two that came to mind as close, <clears throat> close to the closest to Kobe. To right. Uh, they're big moments, memorable moments. You sort of rem- sort of remember where you were when they happened and ha- how you felt. But but I don't think any like we talked about at the top. I don't think any sports death, sudden sports death, me- measured up, measured up to uh, this one with Kobe. So. Um, I don't have anyone for the uh, boat or, as Alan calls it, the bus this week. Um, but, but uh, Josh, I got I know one. You, I know you had one. I got, yeah, I got some. Yeah, some. Yeah, so uh, I came across this the other day. <laughs> this is anytime you see, um, anytime you see the name Hitler in a headline, <laughs> you know it's not good. You're already heading down the wrong track. Yeah, and you know what happened is somebody probably mentioned Hitler in a positive vein, and that's exactly what happened here. This idiot who's a football coach for. <laughs> Grand Valley State University. Uh, his name is uh, Kellen. No, I'm sorry. Morris Berger uh, was this guy's name. Sports editor Kellen Voss asked Morris Berger a variety of questions intended to help fans to learn more about the football team's newest offensive coordinator. Toward the end of the interview, as a nod to Berger's degree in history from Drury University, Voss asked him to name any three people in history he'd like to have dinner with. 
excluding football figures. And you can guess who one person is. And he says, he goes on to say this. This is probably not going to get this a good review, but I'm going to say Adolf <laughs> Hitler. If you're going to preface that. Just don't say don't, it. You're not, you don't want to say Adolf Hitler then. If you're going to preface it by right. saying this is probably not going to get a good review, then don't say right. it. Right. That's like the, the, to use the Dale Earnhardt NASCAR now. Like the caution flag is like <laughs> waving yeah. right in yes. front of the guy's face. And he goes on to say it was probably – it was obviously very sad, really. And he had a bad – and he had bad motives. But the way he was able to lead was second to none. How he rallied a group and a following, I want to know how he did that. Bad intentions, of course, but you can't deny that he was—he wasn't a great leader. This guy is a complete no, idiot. He's a, he's a, he was a horrible leader. Like I'm thinking, if I'm Grand Valley University, I'm considering firing this dude right now just based on this idiotic quote. So I think this guy's got hamburger for for brains. Yeah. So Morris so. Burger is going on the boat and will not be missed by by anyone really. <laughs> for a comment like that, come on. I'm putting on the Houston Texans for promoting Bill yeah. O'Brien to general <laughs> manager, who's just one of the worst football coaches I've ever seen. So why not just hand him the reins of general manager and let him oversee the team? The guy who got a third-round pick and a can of soup for Jadavian Jatavi- Clowney it made no sense. <clears throat> had a 24-point lead in the first half and trailed <laughs> at the half. In, in, no, had a 24-point 24 24-point lead in the first quarter and trailed by the end of the second quarter. Oh, that's what I mean. Like he yeah. had a 24-point lead and he trailed at the half. <laughs> you know that is unbelievably hard to do. Unreal. Um, so. um How, and I also want to put on the boat uh part of like partly media, partly like just general oh, yeah, people. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. For how they handled uh the death of Kobe Bryant, first of all, the amount of um misinformation that was out there yeah. and who was on the plane. Yeah. Uh uh, reporting things before the family was able to know about the death of their of their loved ones, which is just absolutely absurd. It's going to happen, though. I mean, people it, it absolutely with should him. not. It absolutely it, should not it, happen. TMZ doesn't care it about. Abs- well, that's kind of the problem. Respecting their the family's wishes. That's the problem. That's why they're on the boat. Um, and then also, like the pressure, I think the general public puts on people like LeBron James and mm. the people who loved Kobe Bryant to make statements like. No one comes to us when we're grieving and right, asks us right. for statements. Yeah. Le- LeBron broke down on the tarmac when yeah. the Lakers landed from their road trip. Again, yeah. like even the fact that there's footage of that is sort of disgusting to me. Yeah, like it's just a massive invasion of privacy when people are in the grieving process, and I don't think that helps the grieving process at all. Uh, so I wish we would stop it. And so anyone who does it, I want to put on a boat. Yeah, and send them to Flafluga. Where's this boat I don't even going? It's just gonna. It's just out in the water. It's just out in the ocean, just sailing no, around. No nowhere. cell service. Yes, right? it always stays out of cell service right. range. Good. So hopefully, it sails off the face of the earth like Christopher <laughs> Columbus was was bound yeah, was bound exactly. to do one yeah. day. Oh, I so. think actually this guy here, uh, Morris Berger, said he also would have wanted like to have dinner with Christopher Columbus. <laughs> was another one. Did, was it really? I think so. It was. It was uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, JFK, and Adolf Hitler. So there you go. <laughs> I don't even want to dignify Morris Berger's <laughs> uh, comments here. Right. Um, it's going to be a dinner. That's going to be a heck of a dinner. Uh, seen or to be seen? Um, well, you guys, we've talked a little bit for various reasons in this in this podcast about uh, childhood uh, sports idols or just sports idols in general. Uh, and I'm going to mention something that I saw just this week. I got to watch Roger Federer again mm-hmm. win an amazing match in a major in a Grand Slam tournament. Um, I was up, I went home last two nights ago 
and he was playing at the Australian Open, and he was trying to get to the semifinals, and he was, uh, he was struggling. Playing, and he was playing a dude named Tennis. He was playing a guy right. named Tennis, Tennis Sandgren, an American. Right. And it wasn't looking good. And I, I sat in my bed with my iPhone and watched. I thought I was going to be – I didn't think I was going to be laying in bed until 2 o'clock in the morning watching this, but I watched – uh, I watched him come back, and he won a four-set tie break, and that's when I, t- I turned it off. I had to go to bed because it was so late. But I made sure I recorded, you know, the next uh, the next two, I guess, shows that were supposed to be on at that hour on ESPN. But um, so I got up the next morning and watched the rest of it and saw him pull that off. And uh, he overcame seven match points. Seven match points. Yeah, uh, and this and the tie break. There were he was uh, he had to fight off three in a row in the tie break, the four-set tie break. Um, I just I love him. Like I've I've said it a million times. Like I just love to watch I him mean, play. He, he's in my top three, along with Michael Jordan, favorite athletes. Uh, yeah, for, he's like sure. he's. I mean, Jordan was always on my list, and Federer's just as an adult. He's like the only athlete that I feel that way about. And he's like become my favorite athlete of all time. But anyway, he does. He's going to play Djokovic and tonight, probably, and probably lose, and probably lose because he's he's battling a groin problem that was major a major part and of why he was trailing he, in that quarterfinal. He hasn't beaten Djokovic in the best of five in a yeah. long time uh, either. I, I so. just I, I have it would be epic if he pulled this off but um the doll lost. Right. So anyway that was that's my my scene. Alan? Well we haven't talked about it much on this podcast but uh as we talked about last week my team's in the Super Bowl so I'll be watching the Super Bowl. Will, oh, you, yeah. will you be conscious uh, throughout the Super Bowl or, or, or will <coughs> you be blacking out like like the previous 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, I have to be careful because apparently my mom listens and she heard about the whole oh, forty-four thing. We're, 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 we're sorry, Mrs. Uh, Etzler. Uh, no, it's uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be around. What are you drinking? What do you get? What's on tap? You know we have water, water, Josh. We haven't water, gone water. out. We haven't gone out and bought anything. anything. Alan will be uh, drinking water and well, soda. So I've got to I've got to make that that beer store run probably. Friday. Yeah, you don't want to go on Sunday for Gotta sure. Got to figure right? out what I'm going to make. I haven't. I'm still up in the air whether or not we're making food or ordering food. But uh, okay, yeah. Um, well, I, we're just having like our neighbors over. Yeah, we're doing, going we're doing a taco bar. bar. Yeah, which sounds like a great idea. I mean, I, I think it does anyway. It's easy, you know, feel yeah. yourself kind of yeah. exactly. All right, my scene or to be seen is that Kent Babb uh, piece that he wrote about Kobe uh, for the Washington Post about uh, he was researching a profile and and and, and just. Gave you a great behind-the-scenes look at, at his interactions with Kobe. And I'll add, uh, I want to see what condition Allen's going to be in the, in the third quarter of, 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 of the Super Bowl <laughs> after he drinks all his water and soda um, yeah. um, uh, for, for the first two and a half quarters. Do we have? So. Uh, do we want to go around and, and like uh, give our prediction on the Super Bowl? All right. I'm going 49ers. You got, winning, you got uh, a scorer in mind? Uh, 31-24. You're going Niners. Uh, I'm going to go... Man, the Patrick Mahomes factor is just weighing heavy on me, and I just I'm gonna go Chiefs. Um, can they score thirty points on that defense? I, I'm gonna say Chiefs twenty seven twenty four. Chiefs forty eight fourteen. Ooh, forty eight. Yeah, yeah, you sound like me. Yeah, yeah, you sound like me. Yeah, we we tease Josh about his Vikings pessimism, but but uh, me with the Browns and you with the Niners, we're, we're sort of all the same. So. All right, that does it for us. Uh, uh, It won't be the same without Kobe anymore, but uh, we'll be back next week uh, talking uh, some Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks, everyone. 